What up, everyone? Welcome again to another episode from my mom's garage home theater edition, where we take a movie or TV show and give it back to you full of spoilers, thoughts, concerns, and rating at the end. As always, this is your host, Tony, with my boy, Nikki. What up, what up, moviegoers? How's everybody doing this week? Good. We're doing amazing, aren't we? All right, cool. So we're going to go ahead and start off this review with this movie that just came out. The movie's about an orphan man-child that goes on a road trip with his ex-girlfriend and the town's king to rescue more orphans from the shadow realm. What? What movie is this? Uh, Thor Love and Thunder. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> the latest from the Marvel Hell universe. Yes. yes. So but part of the phase four, maybe. Yeah. Basically, so basically we're just reuniting from the last uh from Avengers Endgame with uh Thor, starting off with the Guardians of the Galaxy and seeing where the road trips goes from there. We do get a return from Natalie Portman's character. And as you race in the trailer Foster. and Jane Foster, and then we get to see Jane Foster become Thor. The mighty Thor, yes. The mighty Thor, which that was fun to watch. So uh, this is a spoiler full review. So please, if you have not watched the movie, pause this right now. Go watch the movie and come back to us because we will be spoiling it for oh, you. Oh, hell yes. All right. So let's go into it. Let's start off from the beginning with uh, Thor meeting, it was Thor hanging out with um, Guardians of the Galaxy. It was a, I, I thought it was a hilarious entry, that, that, the beginning entry as far as, I kind of wish, though, the Guardians played a bit, uh, had a, I felt like they weren't there. Like, they really just were standing around. They, yeah. they didn't really interact like their usual selves. They didn't really have as many jokes or, like, I just felt like they, didn't re- they weren't really there. They were just kind of background. Just, yeah, no, I think they... Literally, what you saw in the trailer is what you saw in the movie. Mm. They were there for 30 seconds. Yeah. That's it. Which you knew they were going to be there a short time, but I just felt like even in the short time they were there, they didn't feel like they were there. Like It was a little bit underwhelming. They were, they were just standing there. Like, yeah. it, like nobody really made the same kind of interactions like that they normally did. And also, I know the idea was maybe that uh, Thor himself was being way too uh, presence to the group, so that maybe that's why they wanted to, like, Send them off, yeah. <laughs> but I didn't even get that impression really until the very end, where when he was about, he says he was going to leave, and but it felt like before that they didn't really give that impression like he was a, a nuisance to them, because it seemed like they genuinely used them and genuinely needed them for things. Yeah, when they were like, "Oh, he's coming," it's like, "All right, everybody just chilled." So it was like, "All right, he got, yeah, he's going to get the job done." Yeah, so that's but, something he, they genuinely feel like they would have just let them hang with them, so it didn't really have that feeling of. Oh God! When is this guy gonna leave? Like they yeah, were just they, were, they weren't bored of him. Yeah, that's his, what I'm saying. I thought it that was, was his his stay hasn't been un, like unwelcome. It was still welcoming. Even with the goats, the goat, uh, the, which are my favorite part of the fucking movie. <laughs> my favorite part of this movie is the goats. Oh, like every time those goats came on, I don't know why I just could not die. I just started dying laughing. <laughs> and then maybe that's just a, that I'm just I just love those screaming goat memes. But it was just too funny. So yeah. um... Yeah, the the beginning part was a little weird though, just because they they that w- the whole beginning part, not just not just the Guardians of the Galaxy, all of them. Like I felt uh, Jane Foster's story was a little weird, bland. Like I, like I felt like they did not push enough how she got into becoming All My Thor. Yeah, everything was behind the scenes with her story. Yeah, like everything felt rushed. Even though this movie was two hours, it the beginning part felt rushed a little bit to me. Like, I just felt like I didn't really get enough background. And they just kind of got into it. I even wanted more background on, on Christian Bale's uh, villain, which I, I applaud. He, I he loved it. He did fucking amazing. He was sinister. He was boy. very, yeah. And I just wish there was more. The God Butcher. I just wish there was more of him in the sense of, I felt like the movie just went from straight from introduction to a little bit of 
like rumor to him already going straight after Thor. Like I feel like there wasn't enough like build up. Yeah, where you see him going after these people. How bad he see, was. Yeah, like how sinister was or how he approached all these other characters and how he was and killing it, off gods. It was just like backstory. And you know what's one thing one thing I don't like about it is because you don't get to see it. The second part that I do like they didn't do that is that it leads you to your imagination of how bad he was, how badass he was. Yeah. Like if he's if he's killing all these gods left and right that you're like, fuck, how bad is it? You being that you don't have any of reference at how they're showing you, if you haven't read it in the comics, then it's left up to your imagination how much of a badass he is. Yeah. And I kind of like that, but I don't like it because I'm like, it's a double-edged sword because I want to see it, but then I I don't want to, so my imagination puts it into the perspective as bad as I want it to be. Like, I guess, but I just, like, there was this one scene that he did where he was sitting with, uh, and I'm jumping around here a little bit, but there was one scene he did where he's sitting around with, uh, with the, the children, with the kids, and he just literally creates a, creates a beast out of nowhere just to cut its head off. Yeah. And I'm like, I want that. I want more of that throughout this movie. <laughs> To show how villainous how because you know the thing about here's the thing about this movie in particular and the thing I like about the uh, let's say Ragnarok, Ragnarok had a very good balance where it went from kind of something serious and something dramatic to something humorous, fun, you know, funny, humorous, and I felt like this movie didn't kind of lacked that balance a little bit. Yeah, they were it, good. There were some good parts as far as that concerned, but they were not as balanced as the Ragnarok was. Yes, and, and, and you know what it is, is that one, in Ragnarok, they had, they have, it wasn't, they had balance between serious moments and, and, and more comedic moments, but there weren't as many serious moments in this, in, in Ragnarok, than it was in here, because this one you dealt with a cancer patient. You dealt, you yeah, but that's what I'm saying, even then, it, it that didn't really like come up till later, and that wasn't no, really but that was throughout with. the movie. It was, but it wasn't dealt with. Like, yeah, it, it wasn't really something. You well, saw. something that that he had didn't have to deal with. True, she did. Yeah, but even at that, I felt like the times that they 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 jumped to those moments, it was so either it just shifted the emotion so quickly, like there was the scene that she and maybe, was, but that's what I'll, I'm saying. That's what, I'll give you an example. Yeah, so there was a, the scene that um, she's already th- mighty Thor. And she goes to, I guess, her hotel room and she takes, she lets down the Mjolnir and she goes back to her, her regular form and she's super, it looks super sickly and everything. Mm-hmm. She takes out the hammer, grabs it, becomes Mighty Thor, hits a sink, breaks it. Valkyrie comes in and they had this heartfelt moment about like how she's dealing with everything, seeing him being that everything's going on with this, this newfound power. And all of a sudden, like two sec within that same conversation, it's like, oh, what is that? She goes like, oh, it's a wireless speaker, and it starts playing like Rihanna. I'm like, it just killed that whole moment prior to that build up that of like her feeling sick and feeling weak, and then this is giving her strength, and then you're having somebody of kind of a confidant that you're able to talk to, even though your friends are the people that try to break it up so you don't feel so sad. But I guess I don't know. It came too rushed for me. Or, like, it well, was way was, over the top. Because the balance was off. That's what I'm trying to say. If like, for example, that was a great moment. But then if you had moments like that throughout the movie, the transition would have felt a little smoother versus that one moment that they put in the movie. And then all of a sudden it went straight to this. That's what I'm saying. The balance felt off. Yeah. Like, they should have had 
Um, I should have uh, uh, Jane Foster not go straight to. I thought that scene right there was awkward, where they went to Mjolnir right away, and all of a sudden there was this, like storm, and that was it. No, yeah. it would have been more interesting if she literally went to Valkyrie to ask for help, or just Valkyrie like, and then Valkyrie looks at her and is like, "I need to see the hammer. I need to see Mjolnir." Yeah, that would have been more interesting and dramatic, and you could have told that they developed this it's a, friendship, a friendship from that moment. Yeah, as versus just this awkward little. She kinda, just shows up. It kind of felt shoot horn in a little bit oh no definitely so that's what i'm saying like like i just wish there was that that moment really should have resonated the same way the moment that you met hella remember when the father passed away or whatever that could have been that kind of feeling of that moment right but it didn't it felt very rushed yeah and that's what i'm saying is like there was moments in there but it's just the balance of the movie felt off and i think that's what really if anything the movie was no matter what anybody says i don't care who, who critiques it badly the movie was entertaining, and I'll watch it again and again because it was entertaining. Now, was the story as good as, let's say, Ragnarok or anything like that? Maybe not, no. but the movie was good in that sense of the word where the people did a good job. It was funny. It had funny moments, Yeah. and some people killed their performances. They, they, they did a great job. Oh, they all did good. But that's what I'm saying. It's just the balance, the way the movie it's, structured it's, the balance. It's the pacing of and, and the balance. And I feel like is, a lot of things were, were taken out. Maybe that's what it was. Like, yeah, because so uh, so here's the thing. It's crazy that supposedly they had they have like a four hour cut of this movie. Yeah, and it's a lot of it is improv and is uh, improved yeah. by the actors. A lot of things are jokes that went way out there that probably wouldn't make it on the cutting room edge floor, cutting floor. So he, even uh, Takiri Waititi was like, "I have like four hours of coverage, but I'm never gonna release it. You'll never see a director's cut of this because." A lot of the things that we did was improv to see how it felt just because. And a lot of the jokes may, may be pushed to a point that maybe people might feel uncomfortable. Because I know he'll, re- he'll re- reel it in because he didn't understand. But it's just like that aspect of it. But yeah, so I know there's, they felt there, there were scenes I feel like they, re- they had better cuts. That they might, I feel like they had better cuts they could have used to make it feel well balanced. But I understand what the critiques are. A lot of the critics are saying that people I've spoken to, they were like, they either don't like it uh, just because of whatever reasons. I guess story, the story structure was different than the Ragnarok. But at the same time, like, I don't come, I don't want to, I didn't think it was going to be like Ragnarok. It's going to have that feel, but I can't compare it to it because it already set a standard. It already set a bar. So to exceed that bar, you would have to go, the jokes would have to be so overly obvious and, over the top to make it funny, but then at that point you're just shoving it down my throat. The joke, which is like message, and that just won't it won't hit well. I just uh, like I just like I said, I felt like the balance was off for me. Yeah, like that's that's my thing. It was because that's what I'm saying. Like the, co- the the comedy was super strong, and then then you have the the dramatic part super strong, right? But it didn't balance it. So like, it comedy should have been maybe more. Tamed back a little bit. Comedy's yeah. still there, but just tame down, tame down the the approach a little bit, to and then tame down the drama. So basically, it's a good balance. Yeah, you go from drama, you know, to 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 something funny, something like that. But it felt like you said maybe they were going from zero to hundred between those two things, and 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 not even giving the transition to balance itself out, like you said. But you know what's another thing I noticed is that I thought I was gonna get more different bands. Music like 80s really? hard rock because most of the songs that they played were Gun and Ro- uh, 
uh, Gun N' Roses. I think they just kind of because they got their approval, they just went with it. But it, some of it fit perfectly. Oh, yeah, some of it fit, but I feel like there were better songs. Mm. There were way better songs. Some like Iron Maiden, fucking mm-hmm. ACDC up in that shit. <laughs> Fuck. Like I, I did, that's something I did. I will, I will say, I did enjoy the movie, but um, obviously the balance is a little off for me. But I still enjoyed it, and I probably watch it again. Um, I would watch it again. No, I would definitely. All right, so here's here's a couple questions that go into this. Go ahead. And this one, I'm gonna credit a TikToker, which I watch a lot. Her name is Jay Stubes, and um, she was talking about, and she mentioned, and, and this made it a better perspective. I'm like, damn it. This movie would have been better in this kind of light. So with everything in this phase four, um, I, it looks like MC, the Marvel Cinematic Universe are taking up approaches to different genres to touch on. Okay. Like if you see, <clears throat> like, let's say uh, Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings is very action-packed martial arts, Japanese-inspired artwork, like artistry yeah. on that. Then you have... Um, uh, Eternals, which okay. is very dramatic, very cinematic views, and like the scenery is beautiful, and how it's cut, and how the pacing is very slowed down to everything else. Then you have, let's say, um, Doctor Strange 2, Multiverse of Madness, and that was a more of a horror story. Mm-hmm. Aspect so it look it feels like MCU Phase Four has have trying to see if they could branch out into different touch on different type of genres than the typical MCU. I see what you're saying. You think they're branching out? They're branching in genre wise, but still staying within the realm of yeah. Because they said this was a romantic comedy, a rom com, a rom com. Yeah, I remember seeing that somebody said that. So, but Marvel's first rom com. So this what she says, and and I saw this and I'm like, fuck yes, it would have been badass. What? So she suggested. This would have been better made as a mockumentary, just like Takiti Waititi does was uh, uh, Into the Shadows. Okay. So she was saying that Valkyrie ordered a PR team to 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 know about the history of Asgard, and the biggest hero of Asgard is Thor. So she has like a film crew following him and about his past when he first arrived. Like let's say. She didn't go into that. This is me adding into it that he they would go into following him, and then there they will find out the first time he went he arrived in and on Earth, and he made Jane Foster. Then now that's how you introduce Jane Foster to the story and where she's at in her life, and you find out that 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 she's sick and everything else. And she's like, oh, let's take you to Asgard to see uh, the, maybe the people you met and a lot of the stories talked about. And that's why she met Mjolnir, and that's how she got her fucking powers. And you can so, interview with Guardians of the Galaxy or even yes. the or even the alien that they helped in the first scene of the movie. Yeah, right? something like little things like, like little, how, well, how do you feel about the how do you feel about the, the church? Like, you know, the the the, the monument, like I, I don't I don't want to talk about the monument. I don't want, like you know, just like they didn't, you know, like I get what you're saying. You think the the same jokes that they made in this movie would have had hit better. Hit better as if a mockumentary. They, if they did that where they say they show the same scenes they say that we saw my scene. But in between, you have like these little weird mm-hmm. interviews. No, just like how they do, how they did in, uh, into the shadows, just like that. Like you see a, a cameraman off into the cut on the side, and they're just filming them having normal conversations, but yeah. they're not in the scene. Like that's there's a scene that they're having in this moment that really, like, really uh, touching. Um, talking about love, and it's like, oh, I'm the one that want to be sick and tired of you, or something like that. I want to be sick of you, and um, and. 
And that would have been cool if it would have been like a cameraman, like they're having like the old private conversation, but he like sneaks in through the side of the boat mm-hmm. and films it. So you like kind of like peeking into their into their love life. And there's other moments like that. The whole time they're just following him on trying to do this documentary on the PR and history of Asgard, but you're actually getting Thor Love and Thunder throughout the whole process. The only thing that would hurt though is Christian Bale. Yes. That would be the only one. Yeah, because it, it because again he was more of a very grounded character versus everybody else, and his like they're not gonna do interviews with him or the interviews might just take away from his sinister like, or it could have been like how they, so here's what way better so I would take to make him more sinister I would take away the beginning story of that he lost his daughter and the god made fun of him because he's like I can just get more people to follow me and he kills him, and that's how I get the necro sword. Take that out and just make him a super sinister villain and how he found out his friend that got injured every time he sees a screen about people reporting in is just scenes of cut scenes of him fighting all the gods and killing them. Okay. So the, maybe uh, the scene with the the part where he kills the, the, the monster he creates, whatever. Yeah. Is like uh, kind of like a scary version of like, uh, like let's say Blair Witch type thing of one of the kids filming him. Talking yeah. About. So that was like, start recording it. And you're like, is you know, like there's a scene from like that way you can get the scenes from the, from that like the scene where he you know mind melded whatever with um, uh, this guy's son, this kid, this guy's son. Yes. Yeah, through a phone, phone uh, <laughs> app. Yeah. Something along those lines, but I was like, oh man, and he so and he does so good with mockumentaries that I'm like, damn, I think this would be that would have done way better. Plus, is is falling into a different genre that they're trying to. Step into which would have been funny, and a lot of the previews, and a lot of the the um, teasers, other than the 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 trailers, have been like mockumentary style uh, skits that they did. I just feel like this is not his typical work. Like for me, something about this is not is not the most typical Taekwatiti. Yeah, like it was it, it is because some of the some of the jokes and the comedy, but like the whole but because I'm telling you, man, one of my favorite movies. In general, not even just from him, but one of my favorite movies is um, Jojo Rabbit. Oh, yeah. But that is such a balance, bro. That is that you're going from something that is so funny that you almost you die laughing and then you get to something so heartbreaking and wrenching that you're just like, wow. Like I know people that won't watch that just because of how sad it is. Like, yeah. you know, what I'm saying and that's a comedy. Like, you know, that's that's a, here's a good way to balance it. So that's what I'm saying. I was surprised with this one. Because the balance yeah, t- that he normally has in all his movies and everything he does didn't feel like it was there it was as much as he's done in other movies. All right. So, but it, otherwise, I still enjoyed the movie. Um, so now that yeah. we're, I want, I would say we're almost towards the end of Phase Four. Yeah. Uh, how would you rank the Phase Four movies so far? So far, we have Black Widow, mm-hmm. Shang Chi, Eternals, Spider Man No Way Home. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness and Thor: Love and Thunder. Um, so what, let's go from worst to best. Okay, so bottom worst to best. Worst to best from, from bottom up. Eternals. Uh huh. Um, I, I don't. I'm trying to think of. I it's not that, again. And when I say worst to best, it's not that I didn't like them. I just this is just how I see it. Um. I'm trying to think if I would put this before or after 
Black Widow. Um, so definitely Eternals is the first one. Bottom, yes. Okay. Six. Um, I would say I liked. I think I would watch. I, I think I liked this more than I did, and I didn't. I didn't dislike. It. I really did enjoy Black Widow, but I would put Black Widow next. Mm-hmm. Then Love and Thunder, then Doctor Strange. No, Doctor Strange. Yes. Um. Then, um. Uh. Shang Chi. Uh-huh. Then um. Uh, Spider Man. Spider Man No Way Home. Yep. You, you mean you have pretty much a close list. What did what did I what did I? Uh, mine's mine's would have been Black Widow last. Really? Then Eternals. You like the Eternals more than Black Widow? I I liked I liked Eternals even though with all the things, I like Black Widow. I just felt like it was unnecessary. I mean, it was an introduction if you thought about it. A late introduction. Not even in, it was a very late introduction. But it was an introduction, and I love the character they introduced. Oh yeah, but I don't know. And I, also, it was interesting to see that world that they lived in, and as far as. You know, yeah. that Black Widow's world. Um, but yeah, so it would be Black Widow, Eternals, Thor, Lo- Thor Love and Thunder, Doctor Strange, uh, Shang-Chi, and then Spider-Man. All right, cool. So I just would reverse the bottom two. I don't know. That's fine. I mean, we, again, we all have our opinions. We all have our things that we like and dislike. Not, none of them actually were... Um, Horrible. Unre- uh, like, unrevival. Like, they had their they had their good qualities. Yeah, they're just... They're, they're just, just something... Some, pain, more, you know, some need more be, tweaks than others. Some need a little bit more storytelling, a little bit more uh, better... Maybe one or two better characters. Maybe a little structure in the story. Maybe a little structure in the balance. You know, just... Each one of them have their own little intricacies. Yeah. All so, right. So, now, let's, let's get into the quotes. Go ahead. You start off. I'll let you go first. All right. So, I'm... Don't recall because I don't think I could pull up the whole thing. But I, my favorite part was, um, Krog, was it? What is his name? Krog. Uh, yeah. Krog. Is it? I'm talking about the the rock the rock character. Yeah. That part, the part where he starts describing like uh, like, <laughs> I guess how his uh, his his um, his race produce like <laughs> produces reproduces. I don't know why. It just threw me off. I was like, just made me laugh so hard when he said it. it was like. You know, we find the cool guy. You know, we just hold hand and we go into lava and then we look at our hands afterwards. There's a baby. Like, <laughs> it just it just threw me off. And then you saw at the end where he actually was doing that. I was just like, I loved it. I loved it. It was so funny. So that was mine. Oh, okay. Okay. Damn, I'm trying to think. Or uh, I don't remember any parts, but just I definitely threw me off. The, the, the part that really kind of made me laugh a lot, too, was... um. The play. Oh, with Matt Damon. No, not only Matt Damon. Who showed uh, up? At the, uh, who was Hella? M- Melissa McCarthy. M- yeah. <laughs> her appearance made me die laughing, man. It was too funny. And then I, it's funny because I didn't even know who her husband was playing, but he had a cameo in there too. Oh. Um, her husband was playing um, Odin, I think. Odin, no. What? No, the same guy who had Odin before, I think, played Odin in this one. Oh, it's not Okay. But yeah, that's my that's my favorite, I guess, line. That was your favorite the line? The story of how how he makes rock babies. <laughs> he makes rock babies. Yes. I I guess mine is um uh I think Thor. This one was funny because he was like um, when he was talking to the kids, he goes, "You're a team now, team kids in a cage." 
as we <laughs> call them. <laughs> oh man. But yeah. Team is in a cage. There was another one. I'm trying to I'm trying to remember. I'm looking okay. through my notes real quick. Mm. Um I think I got it. I think I got it. Yes, I got it. So this is at the beginning of the movie, and this is uh um he says uh, these these hands were once used for battle. Now they're uh, now they're but humble tools for peace. I need to figure out exactly who I am. <laughs> I was like, and then he goes into the fucking, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's so funny. And I'm then the uh, last one, last one. Man. This one with uh, is with P- um, Star Lord. Yeah, he goes human handshake. To the Asgardian shake and to the snake you cannot trust. <laughs> <laughs> they, you, did you notice all the references of other movies in this one? Yeah, Van Damme. Yes, wasn't it? There was, and also like uh, um, Endgame. Endgame, yeah. Because the sword and the chest and thing like that and the hammer. Um, I'm trying to recall. There was a part where she's explaining the whole. Um, like she was explaining her book to somebody in, in the can when she's getting chemo. You remember that part? Oh. That explanation, I've seen it before, and I'm just trying to remember where I've seen it. Where two points in time are, are in the same, occupy the same space, and then you put a pen through it. And I'm trying to recall where that where that's from. Um, Interstellar. It's not Interstellar. Yeah. I don't think so. I want to say Event Horizon, but I, don't, I can't recall the scene. But I'm... There Stranger is, Things. No. It's not Stranger Things. He does it in Stranger Things. The 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 pen through the two the two pieces of paper? Yeah. Uh, now this is something. This is like this is about jumping through space. That's the idea that they were explaining. And I cannot recall for the life of me. I think she even mentioned Dan, if I can remember the line. I remember she mentioned something. Did you ever watch this or something like that? Like she was trying to find out what movie he watched so she can kind of whatever. But yeah, that scene right there just threw me off because I remember that explanation before, and I cannot remember where I've seen that explanation made before. But okay. it's gonna it's gonna haunt me till the end. <laughs> so, anyways, but uh, or until it goes to Disney Plus. So to the, to the <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get into the ratings. Let's get into the ratings. Yes. So uh, you want to go first? I'll go first. Go ahead. I will give this three Nickies. I agree with your three Nickies, and I support it. You support it. I'll give my three Nickies as well. All right, guys. So we got three Nickies for Thor Love and Thunder, which should have been made to mockumentary <laughs> for the one of the phase four movies of MCU. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning into the latest episodes from my mom's garage. As always, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at From My Mom's Garage or email us at fmmgpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think, thoughts, concerns, a movie you would like us to review. And as always, tell a friend, send a friend, bring a friend. See you next week. Later.